Hello and welcome to the Addicted Austinite, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. In this episode, we are doing a review of the 2007 Northanger Abbey movie from ITV. Before we start, I just want to apologise for the underlying buzz that's on this recording. Unfortunately, there is nothing I can do about it. Hopefully by next week I will have it sorted. (laughs) Normally, at this point, when we've reached the end of our run on one of Jane Austen's novels, this is the point where I would be reviewing quite a few different adaptations of that story in film and TV to see how they compare and see how time has changed our interpretation of Jane Austen's stories. Unfortunately, with Northanger Abbey, that has been slightly more difficult than with the other novels. Unfortunately, there aren't that many versions of Northanger Abbey that have been put to film or TV, which is is crazy to me because I think it's such a fun story and it can really work as a film um, as we're about to see. But for some reason, they haven't made as many adaptations of Northanger Abbey as they have of the other stories. There are only two. This 2007 ITV version that we're going to talk about today And there was another version uh, by the BBC in 1986. Unfortunately, I cannot get hold of that copy from 1986 for love nor money. It is nowhere on the internet, not on YouTube, not on Netflix, Prime, all those kinds of things. Like, I cannot find it. Although, (laughs) from the reviews I read online, perhaps missing this 1986 version isn't a bad thing. So the only version of Northanger Abbey that we can review as an adaptation is this 2007 version and I am so happy! I love this film and I have been waiting to do this review since I started, like it's the best and I'm so excited to be talking about it. I I think I can honestly say that it's my favourite Jane Austen adaptation, I just love it. It is by no means perfect but I just, I never tire of it. I can watch it again and again and again and again and again. Um, But before I launch into my unadulterated admiration of this film, uh, let's get some of the admin stuff out of the way uh, as we do. So, this film was made for ITV um, back in 2007. They did three Jane Austen adaptations at the same time. It was Mansfield Park, Northanger Abbey and Persuasion. They wanted to focus on the lesser known works of Jane Austen. It was directed by John Jones and the screenplay was written by Andrew Davies, who we met before in the 1995 version of Pride and Prejudice. He did the screenplay for that as well. It has a wonderful cast who have gone on to do some amazing things. Uh, We've got Felicity Jones, now of Star Wars fame of course. Uh, JJ Field, who we met back in the Austenland episode. He's he's very clearly good at Jane Austen. As William Beck, Carrie Mulligan, Hugh O'Connor, Liam Cunningham. And there's also Sylvestre Latuzel who played Fanny Price in 1983 as well, so another one who is used to Jane Austen. This film was widely well received by its audiences. The reviews are majorly 
positive. It scored uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb and uh, 79% on the Tomatoes. So it's up there. It's good. And it's done quite well compared with the other Austin adaptations that we've seen. It's right up there as a strong contender. And you can really see why. It is so fun and fast-paced and active and lively and so just bright. It's It was made to appeal to sort of the younger audiences who perhaps are missed out with these Jane Austen adaptations. Uh, as we know, Jane isn't necessarily a children's writer. Um, <laughs> his stories are aimed at adults and those who are sort of entering the world at the same age as her heroines. So sort of that younger teen demographic sometimes get missed, but Northanger Abbey is the perfect version to sort of bring them in, you know. Catherine Morland, she is approaching 18, so she is sort of a young adult as opposed to a teenager. But the way she behaves, we've talked about it in our in our episodes about this, she's quite a naive person. She's still very sort of young at heart and also at mind. So it's more like she is sort of 15, 16, say. So of all the heroines who can interest that younger demographic, Catherine Morland and Northanger Abbey, that is the version to go for. And again, this is why I find it so shocking that more versions of Northanger Abbey haven't been done. It's such a fun, exciting story and it is a short story so you can fit more action in to your film and it works. It's slightly easier to translate to that shorter time span than say Emma, uh, Jane's longest novel. Sort of pace-wise and plot-wise, Northanger Abbey really is sort of the fastest of Jane's novels. It works really well, and you're always in on the action, which to me is the perfect story to turn into a film, but apparently not. But let's not focus on the films that haven't been made about Northanger Abbey. Let's get back to focusing on the one that we've got. With regards to loyalty to the source material, I think this film has done really well. Like I was just saying, it is a short story, so there's more, but a shorter story, I should say. <laughs> a short story is something completely different to a novel. Anyway, so it's a shorter story, it's very fast-paced and there's a lot of action, but it's very easy to sort of plot it out and fit it into that two-hour slot that you have with a film, so it has done pretty well with that. There aren't any sort of major glaring emissions in terms of plot. There is a little bit of jiggery-pokery and some moving around of scenes, sort of reordering of the story, but you know sometimes it fits the flow a little bit better if you do it in certain ways. It might have been easier for them to film things that way and sort of add it all together. So it's not jarring and it's not obvious. It doesn't detract from the story to have certain things moved around. For example, some of the scenes in Bath are slightly different and to start with, in the novel, Catherine meets Mr Tilney at the ball and then later she meets John Thorpe, who has recently arrived in Bath. In the film version, Catherine meets Mr Tilney, but John Thorpe is there at that ball and he's sort of watching them and then she gets introduced to him properly. It's certainly not the worst of movie plot muddling and it certainly isn't betraying uh, the book either. 
personally I don't think it adds anything to have it done in that order but then it doesn't take away from it either so it's just a harmless little bit of um, manipulation of, of the storyline. So really this film version isn't taking much away from the original novel however it does add a few little bits um, which I think are absolutely brilliant. So in this version we get a much more visual representation of Catherine Morland's thoughts and fantasies about gothic novels. We get these little dream sequences where she's all, all dressed up in the white dress and it's stormy and thundery and Mr. Tilney's fighting John Thorpe and all the men are wearing eyeliner, you know, that kind of thing. It's just a really fun way to see those fantasies. I think I mentioned it before in another review of a different film um, but I think it's a really good addition to the film I think it adds to the excitement and the whole sort of gothic feel of the story with the novel of course we get we get that insight into Catherine's mentality and her thoughts and her feelings about this gothic genre and what she expects out of it but as brilliant as Jane's writing is inner thoughts don't translate quite as well to film so I think this film has gotten around it really well by adding those little dream sequences that she has about her gothic fantasies and it means that we're not bogged down with just continuing narration or completely unnatural voicing of Catherine's thought by herself (laughs) I think that the acting in this version is absolutely brilliant it is one of the best cast films i've seen of any literary adaptation it is just perfect you've got felicity jones who is so sweet and young and naive she really captures that innocence that Catherine morland has jj fields is just so funny and sharp and witty he's fantastic Henry Tony. You really get that playful side to him. And Carrie Mulligan and William Beck make perfect thoughts. They are so charming and dashing with that underlying fakeness that the thoughts have. And as well, they actually do really well as a brother and sister. They do look quite alike. It's not unbelievable that they're related. It's very clear that the entire cast are having so much fun while they're filming this. And I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, it's a parody film. It's just so much fun. You get to play with it and you get to be as silly as you like. It really is just a fantastic cast and they work really well together. And they do a brilliant job of bringing Jane's writing to the screen. The tone of this film is absolutely perfect they really hit that comedic element and the look that they've gone with for the film fits that wonderfully you've got sort of the brightness the bright that bright shiny new toy-esque look for bath which of course is how Catherine sees it and they've perfectly gotten the contrast to the gothic as well the the way that they sort of transitioned from bright shiny bath to gothic Northanger Abbey is wonderful and I do adore the outfits in this film 
they are great they're so colorful and nice and and of course historically accurate as well with regards to historical accuracy Northanger Abbey is actually a bit difficult because Jane started writing it um, around the time that she was writing Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice so sort of the late 1700s but it is published of course in 1817 uh, in December of that year after Jane dies so it's a long time between versions and it's hard to know where to sort of set the story do we go with its original background in the 1790s or do we go for that regency 1817 this version has clearly opted for the regency element which fits perfectly well and they've done a really good job of capturing that because of course there's a long time between the 1790s and 1817 and there's a lot that's happened since then and things have drastically changed thanks to the regency of George who would be George the fourth the prince regent and they've done really well to sort of marry that original era to the era when it was published and in terms of the look and the costumes and the behaviors and the language and things like that they've really got it spot on for the regency era i just absolutely adore this film it is my absolute favorite jane austen adaptation but it's also one of my favorite literary adaptations overall i think it's just a fantastic film and i really enjoy it and i love watching it however this love for this film that i have has actually made the scoring a little bit difficult for me because personally of course i would give it eight out of eight full marks a star you know um but objectively as the addicted austenite there are certain things that don't quite make it perfect so it, objectively it's more of a six or a seven maybe so it's been difficult for me to sort of choose where to set this score in terms of my personal feelings and objective jane austen <laughs> And in the end, I just sort of figured, what the hell, let's give it top marks, because I just love it. There are issues with it, but overall, it's just a really enjoyable film. And I think anybody, whether they're a Jane Austen fan or not, is going to find this an interesting story. And this film is a brilliant introduction to her work. Um, so if you have any friends <laughs> that aren't quite on the Jane Austen bandwagon yet, I would recommend showing them this film as an introduction. Um, to Jane Austen. This is like the film that I would recommend as an introduction. So that is my review of the 2007 Northanger Abbey. What do you think? If you've seen this film already, drop me a comment and let me know how you feel about this film. Um, <laughs> and if you haven't seen it yet and you do perhaps watch it, let me know what you think of it too. I'd love to hear um, what you think about these reviews uh, let me know which is your favorite jane austen adaptation i would absolutely love to hear from you thank you so much for listening to this episode of the addicted austenite i hope you've enjoyed it uh, if you have give it a like share it comment i'm on facebook and twitter so you can find me there uh, as the addicted austenite i will see you next time for a new episode and in the meantime happy reading your faithful servant, the author.